1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial, and I'm Patrick Teo. Ismi Ismail, the former director of 1MDB, admitted in court today that he was wrong in believing Najib Razak wanted the Trungano Investment Authority, or TIA, to issue a 5 billion ringgit bond. Ismi had earlier testified that he conveyed a message that Tringano ruler Sultan Mizan Zainal Abidin wanted to discontinue the bond but perceived Najib's reaction and intonation as wanting the bond issuance to proceed. It's Thursday, March 17th and Najib's 1MDB trial resumed at the Kuala Lumpur High Court this morning. Najib is standing trial for graft involving 2.28 billion ringgit in 1MDB funds. He faces 25 charges, 4 for abuse of power and 21 for money laundering for offences committed between 2011 and 2013. Instead of Azmi Tahir, former 1MDB's chief financial officer, Ismi Ismail, its former director, was back on the witness stand. If you recall, Ismi previously testified in the SRC International Trial. He was also the director of SRC. Defence lawyer Hariharan Singh Tara Singh was going through Ismi's witness statement. He zoomed in on the issuance of Islamic Medium Term Notes, or IMTN, by the Trungano Investment Authority, 1MDB's predecessor. TIA was set up by the Sultan of Tringanu to drive development in the state. TIA was eventually acquired by the federal government, renamed 1MDB, and was positioned as a sovereign wealth fund. Hariharan asked Ismi why Sharu proceeded with the issuance of the bond despite being directed to discontinue by the Sultan. Ismi said that he was told by Sharu that it was too late to not proceed. Sharul and I were summoned to the palace on May 22, 2009, and we signed the resolution presented to us, Ismi said. After that, Sharul told me that they have to proceed with the IMTN issuance because they had already pushed the button. So, despite the Sultan and the board of directors agreeing with the discontinuation of the bond, Sharul went ahead, the lawyer asked. Yes, Ismi replied. At the time, Sultan Mizan, who was also the Agong, wanted to discontinue with the issuance of the bond as his interest and concern are the well-being of his state and of his people. He also spoke about having an unsavory character around, but did not name names. Despite having instructions to discontinue the bond, Sharul bulldozed it through. M Investment Bank Berhad acted as the lead arranger, lead manager and facility agent for the IMTN. 
Due to his action, Sharul was fired by the board as CEO, but on the very same day managed, with the help of fellow director Tansri Ismi Ismail, to push through a resolution reinstating him. Moving on, Hariharan asked Ismi about the bond arrangement with AM Investment. The federal government agreed to guarantee the principal and interest of the IMTN for a 30-year period at an interest rate of 6.68% per annum. Looking at the high interest rate, do you agree this issuance is not favourable to TIA? Hariharan asked. In hindsight, I suppose so, Ismi said. Do you agree that TIA had no urgent need for this fund? The lawyer prodded. Yes, in hindsight, there is no urgency, Ismi replied, adding that TIA's steering committee had also questioned why the interest rates were so high. Still on the subject of the IMTN bonds, this time Hariharan asked Ismi about his meeting with Najib following his meeting with Sultan Mizan. Najib, Ismi said, had asked why Ismi signed the resolution to discontinue the issuance of the bond. All I could tell him was that that was the Sultan's instruction. What can we do? Ismi said. Based on Najib's reaction during this meeting, Ismi said that he perceived it to mean that the former Prime Minister wanted the issuance to continue. Hariharan, however, showed a letter dated May 28, 2009 from the palace to Najib, indicating otherwise. Would you agree, based on this letter, Najib himself agreed to withhold the bond issuance? Would it be right to say that Najib is not pushing for the issuance despite your assumption? The lawyer asked. Yes, in this case, my perception is wrong, Ismi replied. Previously, Sharo had testified that he proceeded with the bond issuance because Najib instructed him to do so. In his witness statement, Sharo said that after explaining to Najib what happened with Sultan Mizan, Najib said, You go ahead, I will talk to Twanku. Sharo said at the time he took this as a mandate from Najib, who was Prime Minister and Finance Minister, to carry on with the IMTN. During this time, Najib was also the minister responsible for the government guarantee for the bond issuance. And with that, proceedings ended for the day. The trial will continue on Monday, March 21st. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. It was written by Revati Supramaniam. I'm Patrick Teo.